Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer-downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZRING. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZRING, makes the ring free, And your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZRING, and let's have a big season. What's happening, everybody? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and on this week's show... We're going to do a little OTA takeaways and a Scott Fishbowl giveaway. But I'll tell you who I'm never giving away. That is my co-host. He is the man of the hour and the man with the power. He is Gerald Sinclair. Jerry, what's up, buddy? Listen, I am not in demand like a Scott Fishbowl entry, but I do appreciate the intro. It is good. I get to talk to you. We get to give away a spot today. And if that isn't a kick-ass time for us and for whoever gets it, I don't know what is my friend not your dog spot not a liver spot not the wet spot but a scott fishbowl spot the right spot all the spots man we are giving away one scott fishbowl spot to a lucky supporter of this show we're going to give that away here in just a minute jerry the wheel o names is cocked and ready to go i am going to share my screen here in a minute for those watching on youtube but uh i did want to share some of those five-star reviews. Are you ready? Yes, shoot. First of all, I love this one because I got name billing, but it says Memphis and the guys on the DWZ do a great job breaking down player values and giving practical advice when it comes to your dynasty roster. A must-listen for all dynasty players, old and new. And that is from at NateFF2. Love that one. That one's fantastic. Uh, and then this next one must have listened to uh, last week's show. It says, awesome show. I legit paused 
and sent out Jordan Love and Zach Ertz offers. Got Jordan Love in one league before I finished. And a boy. Love you guys. At Ben, Ben, B-E-E-N, Ben Doggy. So there's a couple of them. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna share my screen here in a minute. I've got 113, Jerry. That's a lot. That's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, I I could not be more grateful to the folks that support this show. Um, it's locked. It's loaded. I'm getting ready to do it. But 113 people. Now there are some multi-entry names. Some people did subscribe to YouTube and leave us a five-star review. And I can't tell you how humbled. I am to think that that many people have been supporting us and what we're doing here at the Dynasty Warzone. Yeah, it's something. Because, you know, when we sit here, I'm just looking at your mug and you're just looking at my mug. You don't really realize it until we do something like this or or we read the reviews or, you know, whatever it is. You know, it feels good. It feels good. It, it feels like it, you're not the only one that has to listen to the dumbassery that gets vomited from my mouth and that other people have to listen to it too. Well, there it is, Jerry. Um, look at that. Look um, at that glorious you, some bitch. You, you can, you can scroll down. You see multiple names like our man, Steve Gambino. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of multiple names, uh, several people uh, across the thing. So if you want to slow YouTube down, I'm going to do this like this. So you can just slow it down and say, Hey, I'm in there. Oh, yep, yep, there, there, there I am. There. Yep, 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 yep. So what we're going to do is when you say you're going to count it down, you are going to count it down, and I'm going to click to spin. So, um, Jerry, I, I do have a, a little uh, little soundboard. You ready? Yeah, shoot. The, the people want us to spin that wheel and make the deal. Are you ready? Yes. No whammies, am, baby. No so, so, whammies. Big so, so bucks. You count it down from th- you, you count it down from the from three, and I'll, I'll I'll click. Three, two, one. Randy, let it go. Yeah, buddy. Oh no, not them. Don't be them. Ah, ah, ah. The legend himself, Josh Dysinger. Josh, so I will forward Josh's information over to Scott Fish. Uh, uh, Josh, when you get some sort of a DM from one man named Scott Fish, at ScottFish24 on Twitter, I'm going to go out on a limb and recommend you respond to Mr. Fish. Guys, I wish I I had 112 more to give it away to everybody who supported us and this venture. That's the hard thing. You you want to you want to give something away, and but that, that's where we are. So Jerry, tonight we've done our giveaways. Now we we have some takeaways. Do want to make sure to take a couple of minutes and just call out some of the stuff we have going on. If you're into redraft and just great content in general, you got to be checking out the FF Smackdown. Jake and Kyle laid it down big time yesterday. Did did you happen to listen to, to yesterday's show? I always listen to their show when I'm doing the paperwork, but I usually leave that hellhole before I get to finish it. So I only listen to the beginning part of it. Well, the hellhole being my job, not not their podcast, of course. So thank you for the clarification. (laughs) I I, I know. I know. uh, I know. Addison Hayes 
was on with them this yep. week, and they were going over a recent auction startup. I got to say, I was intrigued. I, I was slightly intrigued, but uh, we'll get into a lot of that stuff here in a minute. But make sure you're listening to all the shows here on the Dynasty War Zone and the YouTube show. So, guys, here's the thing. I, I don't know which camera I want. I've been wanting to do these little smaller videos. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the, the smaller videos, and you're just going to have to agree to enjoy the less than perfect audio quality in exchange for some fun content. Uh, I'm not doing TikTok. Jerry, do you do TikTok? Uh, no. No, I do not. I'm actually terrible at social media. Twitter is the best I can do, and... Uh... I'm guessing most of you follow me, so you already know that's half-assed. I mean, my, my gift listen, game is but strong. but your yeah, your Instagram game ain't bad though. I saw you doing some back squats earlier. Okay, it, it's timing. Listen. It's timing. It's 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 we need. To, so here's the thing: if you're looking for an unpaid internship to be the the social media mogul of the Dynasty War Zone, <laughs> you you, you want to help us with the the Twitter handle? My DMs are wide open because. There are a lot of creative people out there. I just don't have uh, the bandwidth yeah. right now, man, between work and leagues and the Patreon. <laughs> I don't have the talent or the know-how. The know-how. You, you, you are struggling with English. Yeah. So listen, we're, we're going to get into the Dynasty thing. One thing I do want to talk about is the Patreon. Just brought it up. And Jerry, I want to hit you with some questions as if you weren't already a member of the team. Are you ready? Okay. I'm scared, but go ahead. Do you love fantasy football more than your friends? Yeah. Do you have a group chat where there isn't much chatting because it's just dry as hell and it's a dynasty league, but they're not talking football all the time? Yes. Do Do you want to be around dozens of others that love dynasty fantasy football as much as you? I, I would enjoy that, yes. Are you looking for a community of dynasty people that are willing to share their dynasty journey with you? Dadgummit, I am, Randall. Do you have an extra dollar twenty-five a week or... $5 a month. Randy, I do. All I would have to do is just avoid this Guinness once a day. Put and that, I, I could actually have a little once extra, a week. too. If you could just put that Guinness away and have an American beer, if you could just have a Budweiser, not not one of these fancy IPAs or micro brews, just a Budweiser, a Michelob, a Schlitz, a, a, a Pearl. Is Schlitz still a thing? Schlitz is a thing? Uh, Stroh's. I know Stroh's is. My Uncle Jim yeah. drank Stroh's for years. <laughs> if you were willing to, to hang up one Guinness just once and, a week. And he, he, was, uh, he, he didn't need the vaccine because he was, he was vaccinated because of the Stroh's from COVID. No, no. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 30 years of Stroh's will totally vaccinate you from, uh, from all things. Not just COVID, but a lot of things will, uh, will go away if you have too many Stroh's. But, yeah, man, the, the Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. If you answered any of those questions in the same way Jerry did, we've got a spot for you. It's a great community. It's a great community of people. Uh, we're still auctioning. Think, you know what? Blessed be the angel that is Neil Gray. This guy is like the den mom. He, he's like the parent that goes on the field trip. You know what I'm talking about? Like the parent that is willing to sacrifice both their time and sanity to make sure that the, 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 the field trip for your kids goes smoothly. That's Neil that goes to this damn this damn auction thing, man. Like and he's Australian. He lives in Australia. And he's keeping all of us Yanks in line. By the way, Australians great dynasty people. But if you're interested in all of that and you want to hang out with a, a great group of people and have a great a great time discussing football, patreon.com 
forward slash Dynasty Warzone. So, all right, Jerry, we gave it away. We gave away our Scott Fish Bowl spot. Congratulations to Josh. And we'll continue, man. You know, if, and if you haven't signed up for Scott Fish Bowl 12, you can. Go Just simply go to scottfishbowl.com and subscribe, not subscribe, I guess, but apply. Is that the right word? Apply? Yeah, I, I think so. You know, that they're doing satellites. And, and here's the thing. You could do a lot of good stuff as it relates to the Scott Fish Bowl. We'll continue to talk about it here on this show. But, uh, Jerry, it's time to talk Dynasty Fantasy Football. We've said all of our niceties. It's time to uh, to get to why these folks are here. Let's get to the obligatory Julio Jones news. Okay. So in, in, in case you've been living under a rock, in case you've been avoiding Twitter, uh, in, in, in case you've just uh, you've been on vacation, Julio Jones was traded to the Tennessee Titans for a future second and fourth. And the one little thing that went, uh, I guess, unnoticed for me is that Tennessee is paying his entire contract. This ain't no Carolina Panthers sending Teddy Bridgewater to Denver for like a sixth, and they're picking up like 70% of his salary. No, they're they're paying Julio's full freight, like $15.3 million. So we're going to do this from both a dynasty winners and losers and a seasonal, a 2021 winners and losers. Jerry, do you have any dynasty winners on either side from the Titans or the Falcons? Well, I mean, I think you got to bump the Falcons pass catchers up. I mean, I feel like I just karate chopped the hell out of my mic, so I'm sorry if that was loud, Randy. Um, yeah, it's it's Kyle Pitts and it's Kelvin Ridley. Like, I don't – even if I couldn't see, and I even I could see it then. Like, these are – you know what? What was what was Kelvin Ridley's finish last year? Wide receiver, he was in the top, top three, top four. Yeah, I think it was top five. And he had a he had a goose egg. He had one game against Green Bay where he had like five targets but zero catches, and he still finished in the top five. And then you eliminate Julio. I know Julio didn't have his greatest year last year, but I mean, you're going to open up that. You're going to bring in Kyle Pitts. Obviously, Kyle Pitts is that dude's. His hype is probably the most to unbelievable. the moon. It's the most unbelievable thing I have seen since I started playing this game. I don't think I have ever seen anyone match that. Saquon maybe because Saquon, but Saquon was the one hundred one, and he's a running back, so I think it's different. Like I, I, this, I Kyle think it's Pitts different levels. I, I think it's yeah, di- I agree, but Andrew but I mean Luck. like. Okay, yeah, but he's a tight end, so that's like what makes it. Andrew Luck was a tight end, or Kyle Pitts? No, was a tight no, 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 end. Kyle Pitts. Oh. You knew who the hell I was talking about. You smart I was just making sure. I thought maybe Andrew Luck was coming back and pulling the T-bone. <laughs> and listen, I hope he does. Bless his sweetheart. Anything to watch Andrew Luck back in the NFL. But Kyle Pitts is to the moon. Calvin Ridley to the moon. As far as the Titans are concerned, like, wait, what are you doing with them? Like, I'm not down on any of them. I think Ryan Tannehill is the happiest mother effer south of the Mason-Dixon line. I don't actually know if that's south of the Mason-Dixon line. I think it is. Um, Yeah, Derrick Henry is, you know, maybe it opens up the defense for him. I'm not down on A.J. Brown because A.J. Brown got a ding-dong that touches his knee, and that's not going to stop just because Julio's there. I'm cool with anything. I I don't see a downside for anybody. I think when flaccid he can jump rope with it, but we're not we're not gonna go we're not gonna go uh, down that rabbit hole. For me, the dynasty winner is, is Russell Gage. I know there are other dynasty services out there that are touting Alamadea Zacchaeus. I hope I got that correct. I think that was pretty good. Good but job that on that one. That dude's five eight. 
You don't re- you don't replace six foot two Julio Jones with five eight Alameda Zacchaeus. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, not that Russell Gage is going to be the biggest dude, but I, I've already unplugged the soundboard after the uh, give it away. Now you can only have so many copyright infringements per podcast. And, you know, it was going to be... You don't want to get put in timeout yet? No. You know, it was going to play the Eminem. This is your moment. One shot. Don't blow it. And and this is Russell Gage. So if you've rostered Russell Gage, I've got a ton of Russell Gage. The startup we just completed, I drafted Russell Gage. And this is his shot. You know, Atlanta does not have a ton of cap. But for those that did not realize, the salary cap is currently $182.5 million. Next year, it shoots up to two hundred and eight. So if he doesn't hit, they could be players in free agency or they could draft a wide receiver next year. But if he does hit, then maybe they're happy with Gage and Ridley and Pitts as their main weapons. From a dynasty standpoint, the, the only winner, potential, and I don't even have him as a real winner, but a potential winner is, Rust, uh, is Russell Gage. And my one loser was Josh Reynolds. You know, Josh Reynolds yeah. had, a re, had a real shot. And I'll roll into my seasonals, and then I'll throw it back to you. For me, my my 2021 seasonal winners are Derrick Henry. You know, you, you can't put I don't I don't know how you put more than than six in the box, seven, and but I, I'm not so sure about Julio. Uh, but Derrick Henry is a huge winner. I think Anthony Ferkser is a winner, and I know a lot of services have Anthony Ferkser as a stock down. But here's the thing: he's still the third target in that passing game. It's still AJB. It's still Julio Jones, and then it's Anthony Ferkser. There's less pressure, you know. And I, I, I've already mentioned Russell Gage. I do like Hayden Hurst, especially if they play Kyle Pitts in the slot, and Hayden Hurst can line up on the end of the line, and then you know leak out in pass patterns. I think he'll be okay. And then seasonal losers are Julio Jones. Uh, here's the thing, and, and I don't want to how, too... how big how big of a loser though. Ten percent. Okay, but, here's, here's but he's thing. already a descending asset. So I mean, is that is that compounded further because of I this? I don't want to get too deep into this because I, I kind of buried the lead because I was so excited to give away the Scott Fishbowl spot that tomorrow we are picking back up the uh, Dynasty War Zones Super System series, and I'm going to have Josh Larkey from Roto Underworld on the show with me. It'll be a Friday podcast, but I, I'm going to get more in depth with, with this with Josh. In general, because he does a lot of the seasonal rankings and projections for Roto Underworld and their draft kit, so make sure to subscribe and tune back in on Friday when Josh and I, you know, get into that. But I heard an interesting stat today on uh, the Straight Out of Vegas podcast. Julio Jones has not played more than like 850 snaps in five years, so he has not played. Uh, his highest was like 858, I think was the was the highest number. And by percentage, so of, of Atlanta's total offensive plays, the most Julio Jones has played in a season over the last five years was 77%. So Julio Jones, at 32 years old, he's not quite Gronk, but he's like Grandpa's Corvette. Looks badass, you know what's under the hood, but Grandpa only brings that some bitch out when <laughs> the weather's 80 degrees, low humidity, now, he may chirp the tires a little bit just to let the world know that Pop Pop still got it. But that's kind of how I feel about Julio Jones. Stupid. <laughs> you, 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 don't, you don't bring out Pop Pop's you know, roadster in the, 
in the rain. You don't bring him out in the snow. You bring him out when you absolutely can. And I'm sorry, I, I don't think Julio Jones at 32 years old is a tremendous upgrade over Corey Davis last year. Corey Davis, and, and I'm the OG Corey Davis hater, check those stats. Search my Twitter handle on Corey Davis, you'll see some less than flattering shit about Corey Davis. But you're not going to overly convince me that a 32-year-old Julio Jones is a better, or I mean, he is better, but he's not significantly better than last year's Corey Davis. I thought Corey Davis played great last year. So, somewhere Nick Whalen is going, yeah. is, is, is making a turn. It's a slight down for 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 AJ for AJ Brown. I mean, instead of getting, I think that's fair. Instead of getting 180 targets or 200 targets, maybe he goes back to like 150, 160, which is still nine, ten a game. And, and and it could possibly open up an opportunity to buy him if let's say the production takes a hit or it doesn't continue to grow. Because if there's one thing that dynasty players do is we overreact to every damn thing that ever has happened in the history of time. So if he does not continue to grow or he decreases at all in production, that value will increase. He will, he will no longer be in that conversation for wide receiver one in a startup and he'll drop to wide receiver four or five and some other new hotness will jump up, which still expensive as all hell. Don't get me wrong, but buying opportunity anyway. Sorry, Randy, continue my friend. No, I think that was all good stuff, and A.J. Brown is my wide receiver one in Dynasty. When I recently updated my rankings for the patrons over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, he, he was my one, and, and this move does nothing for me, um, I mean, at least from a Dynasty standpoint. I, again, I, I think it's, it's just nostalgia. I, I think no matter what, it's like, you know, you, you just could only remember the 1,800-yard season. You can only remember the 1,500-yard season. You know, this is how baseball teams, and I don't want to segue into a different sport, but this is how baseball teams get into a lot of trouble with contracts. You know, recently the Anaheim Angels with Albert Pujols. They gave this guy like a 10-year, $250 million deal. He was never going to perform at that level over that amount of time. But all But that's what baseball does. They reward you for what you have done and not what you're going to do going forward. I'm just looking at Julio Jones as a guy who's tougher than a $2 steak, plays through a lot of injuries, but he's 32. Jerry, how old are you? 33. Jerry, if you went out and played a pickup game of basketball, I would how, die. Many days, how many days are you going to be down when you get done? Uh, if I am playing well, at least four to five days. And I get Julio Jones is an all-time great. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He's not a slapdick podcaster from, from Michigan. I, I get there are some differences. <laughs> Above but, average slapdick podcaster, thank yeah, you very true. much. That's true. The man of the hour, by the way. But, but but my overarching point is is that injuries don't get better at 32 years old. No. You don't no. get healthier. Ask A.J. Green. You know, And he, the, the biggest thing of Julio Jones, again, playerprofiler.com, just search Julio Jones and scroll down to the bottom of the page. And it has all the injuries that he's had over his career. With the exception of a shoulder injury, it's been toes, it's been calves, it's been hamstrings. Guys, those are not good injuries for for 32-year-old wide receivers. So if you can use this as a a reason to sell Julio Jones, if you're not a contender. Because I do think Julio will have some value. But I, I, it just, again, I, I think people get so caught up in the name Julio Jones and what he has done. And listen, guys, I know there are people that are like, well, T.O. in this season and, and, and Andre Johnson. Okay, let me just say that shit happens. 
Well, that no, that's not happens. that. And can it repeat itself? Sure. But, but let's go back. Let's do a large sample. Let's not just take you know a couple or two or three great seasons. Let's take every 32-year-old that's ever played a season in the NFL. That, that, that's and how I mean. many great seasons have you actually had? Don't don't find the outlier as the aha. Here's the here's the one case where I can find. Well, Andre Johnson can do it. Julio, of course, Julio can do it. He's awesome. Yeah. But he could also turn to AJ Green or Jordy Nelson. That's within the range of outcomes for Julio Jones. So if I'm a contender, I'm cool to hang on to him. If he's playing well, that'll create a larger sell window in season. But I don't think you're going to get so much that I'm selling at a dynasty standpoint right now. One more thing I want to bring up about Tennessee. Um, you know, they lost Arthur Smith, and that offense was really humming. We saw Ryan Tannehill come in. They really they turned it around with him and with Arthur Smith and everything, and that man's gone. He's in Atlanta now. Um, there was a very wise man who tweeted this thing the other day I saw, and uh, it was about Todd, Todd Downing. And I was sort of hoping he would bring it up because – He's that handsome fellow in the blue hat that's sitting across from me right now. And it was about his time when he was the OC of the Raiders in 2017, and the numbers were not exactly great. And that offense was not terrible. Marshawn Lynch, Michael Crabtree, Mari Cooper, and they just did not perform. And well, then I, I, immediately I remember when he... some of the stats. I, I, remember, I remember that in 2016, under a different offensive coordinator, both Mike and Michael Crabtree – and Julio Jones at that point in Crabtree's career and this one at Julio Jones are probably not that far off. And in 2016, Crabtree had over 1,000 yards. In 2016, a guy that we were all super high on in his second year, Amari Cooper, yep. had over 1,000. They both had over 1,000 yards. And then under Todd Downing, that offense hit the skids. They were like 23rd in points. They were in the middle of the pack in passing yards. And I, I know people 16, are going to yep. Yeah, and people are going to be like, well, you know, he was promoted from within. Guys, sometimes it's just that intuition of that guy. And we know it's going to be a run-based offense. But, you know, people, when when Kyle Shanahan left San Francisco, you remember when he left San Francisco, they promoted Steve Sarkeesian from within. The very next year, that offense under Kyle Shanahan scored 33 points a game. The next year under Steve Sarkeesian, 22 points a game. And that was an internal promotion, just like this one. People look at this and they act like, well, how could this fail? Well, I, I get that, but you have to look at it. It could, and it can. And, it, you know, injury on the 32-year-old, uh, the offensive coordinator shift, there's a lot more, I don't want to say cons, but it's a, there's a which way do you go. And there's just as much downside as there is upside. So anything else on Tennessee before we wrap this one up? Not Tennessee, uh, Atlanta, just a little bit, though. Just a little long-term talk, if you don't mind. So, do we expect the Atlanta Falcons to be better next year? Do we expect the Atlanta Falcons to be better next year? Um, a little. I think, okay. they're vague. I think their Vegas over-under win total is 7 or 7.5. And, and remember, it's a 17-game season. Okay, so that puts them, I don't know, ninth, 10th pick, right? So somewhere in there. So I have to feel that there'll be yeah, there'll be somewhere around between ten and twelve. Eight, and eight Matt 12. Ryan. Matt Ryan is 35, 36 years old. I don't know exactly. He's somewhere in there. He's older than I am. He's older than Matthew Stafford. He's older than those guys. So they're gonna have a fourth overall pick that they just had this year. They're going to have another bottom third pick next year. At some point, you have to assume that they're going to move on from Matt Ryan. 
he seems like he is. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. I, I heard a very interesting theory. Okay, is that shoot. They, they were forced to rework Matt Ryan's contract this year, which made his dead cap numbers larger, which made him harder to cut. Therefore, they couldn't. Basically, they couldn't afford to have drafted Justin Fields, or Matt which, Jones, which is... or one of those other remaining quarterbacks when they were up at 104, and that had they not butchered the Matt Ryan and Julio Jones contract so much and had so much dead cap money in there that if they'd have had more flexibility, they would have gotten rid of Matt Ryan at the time and drafted Justin Fields, but they drafted they drafted Kyle Pitts knowing they were going to have to make this move with Julio. So my question is, is how long do you foresee Matt Ryan being the quarterback in Atlanta? I, I, I don't think – I think Matt Ryan is very talented. One year? I think, this, yeah. th- this year? Okay. Maybe one more? I don't know what his okay. dead cap is next year. Okay. Let's – you know, I mean, it, it, if you heard this source and they said it's good, I'm going to guess it's going to be quite a bit in two years. So we'll say two years. That's going to put Calvin Ridley going into his age 29 season when they're going with a new quarterback. That's going to put Kyle Pitts in a situation where as he's starting to grow, he is going to have to – go into a new quarterback and depending how the offense does that'll be year three for this new system if arthur smith is not winning arthur smith will likely not be the coach or at least he will be in a very serious situation because if i don't know if you have watched what the atlanta falcons are doing this offseason but they remind me a lot of the detroit lions i've seen a lot of detroit lions in my day and it just stinks of just piss poor organization right now i got got one last thing for you i got one last so Going into the 2021 season, excuse me, the 2020 season, last year, the Tennessee Titans, to win the Super Bowl, the odds in Vegas were 30 to 1. Okay? Okay. Before the Julio Jones trade, they were 36 to 1. Okay. After the, the Julio Jones trade, they went to 30 to 1. So basically the boys in Vegas and girls, because there's plenty of great female gamblers as well, but the boys and girls in Vegas basically see this Tennessee roster as it's constructed as basically the same as last year's roster. And yep. if you do, and remember this, gang, if you, you don't have to agree with Vegas, but if you disagree with Vegas, they will certainly let you put money down on your opinion. So uh, that's why I take a lot of credence to Vegas, because I, I found that fascinating. From a Super Bowl standpoint, their odds didn't change a bit. And I think a lot of that has to do with their defense is trash, but neither here nor there. Um, I do want to take a quick second, though, Jerry. going to call a timeout, and I want to talk yeah. about my buddy Matt over at Hate Brand Goods. Now, they did finally restock the black and pink hibiscus shorts and the Mexican blanket shorts. Now, those are on order. Those are on the way. Cannot wait. Uh, let's hear a quick word from Matt. It's Hate Brand Goods. That's uh, my company. That is what we've started. I hope you guys have checked it out. If you want to go over to the hate.com, hate for me means it's about self-improvement. It's this self-motivation through self-loathing, this, this bit of loathing of not tolerating your own bullshit, that little voice that says today's good enough or what we did's fine or no one's going to know that I'm taking today off. Like, fuck all that, man. I know. Like, I hold that standard. I'm accountable to me. And that's it. That's why I chase goals. I do it because of me. I don't do it because of what someone else is going to think of it or what someone else's approval is. And it's about holding yourself to that. The rest of that motivation can fade, but as long as you're in control of being able to make you do the shit you want to do, you're golden, man. So head over to thehate.com, use code and save yourself some cash. 
All right, and we're back. Thank you to the gang at Hate Brand Goods, the HVIII.com. Use promo code Memphis for a savings at checkout. All right, Jerry, got some more uh, some more stuff from uh, OTAs. Are you ready? I uh, I hope so. Let's talk about the the story that feels like football herpes. It doesn't go away. Just when you think it's gone, it pops back up. It is the Aaron Rodgers saga. Okay. It, it, it's, the, it's the new Dak Prescott contract talks. You remember when Dak was uh, you know, going to be oh, franchised yeah. and then franchised again. And, Did they go and trade it, him? It lasted for two years before we finally got Dak on a lot. And that's kind of how I feel about Aaron Rodgers. Not showing up to mini, didn't show up to mini camp, is not going to show up to mandatory camp in Wisconsin this week. Now, his receivers did show up, so that's good. Now, as a show of solidarity, they skipped voluntary work. But I know uh, Devontae Adams has a $600,000 workout bonus. So, Aaron, you're my boy, but i got to get that six hundred k Right? got to get you're, the bag, bud. We, we can be pals, but I, I'm getting mine. Jerry, what are your thoughts on this? Because I tell you what, the, the Green Bay Packers front office said they're not moving. They're not budging. They're not trading Aaron Rodgers. And he will be a Packer in 2021. So last week, whenever the last time we talked about this, I had him at about a 10% retirement. I could really see that being as much as 20% is that, that he could retire. Like a one-in-five shot between now and the start of the season, Aaron Rodgers hangs him up. What do you think? I think that's fair. I don't... This sort of situation is tough because it depends on the man. This is not like you're watching him play football and you can judge how good he is as a football talent. This is what he is trying to do. You don't know if he's just being stubborn. You don't know if they're just being stubborn. You don't know if he really just doesn't want to do it. You know, maybe he wants to play somewhere else. Maybe he doesn't. This is, this is, we're just, we're hoping. That's all we're doing. And we're trying to just find the smallest little things to get any sort of information. And it's tough, man. Um, I, I'm with you. It, it is the growing possibility of him not playing is growing within me. I don't know if I truly believe it yet, but I wouldn't be utterly shocked. This is not Andrew Luck just calling it quits, making me cry, making me, you know, super upset, but I could see it. I, I think the bigger question is, is what the hell are we going to do? You know, we talked about trading for Jordan Love in the future. But that team is going to be a very different beast very quickly. So Aaron Rodgers isn't there. Devontae Adams is an unrestricted free agent next year. So it, it, is he really going to be aged 30 going into Jordan Love's rookie season in that rebuild in Green Bay? I, I don't really see it. So I think this is a good situation to go for Amari Rodgers because I don't think Devontae Adams is going to be a Green Bay Packer next year, and he may very well be in line to be the number one guy in a Jordan Love offense. Now, what the hell that means, Randy, you know, we, we are yet to find out. But it is a it's a, a slippery slope, this Green Bay Packers situation and this Aaron Rodgers thing. For, for me, I was going to say it's, it's a very – it's going to – see, unlike the Andrew Luck thing, he just ripped the Band-Aid off. One minute you're sitting around watching and punch me in the face on his way out. But yeah, yeah but, but one minute you're watching the the fourth preseason game, and the next minute he's at the podium retiring. So so you didn't have time to freak out and overreact. Whereas this Aaron Rodgers thing, you literally have to sweat this. Today, as we record this show, it is June eighth, and you could literally have to record this until the middle of August. 
if Aaron Rodgers holds out. No, I, I, know, I, I hope not, man. Well, he, first of all, he's really stubborn. There are members yeah. of his family that he has not spoken to in, in years. And he, if this was a lot of guys, I would be like, eh, you know, the money will bring him back. Eh, you know, but as we see more and more guys retire young, I mean, he's made over $200 million in his career. It's not about the money. And if, and if he's so dug in on his principles, like I said, I would not be surprised if he retired. And if he retires on you in like mid-August, he just files the paperwork, that's going to be a huge stock down on every Green Bay Packer from from Aaron Jones to A.J. Dillon to all the receiving options. It becomes a mess in Green right. Bay. The, the only me, value left is Jordan Love. Let me uh, interrupt you one more time. So sure. a, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about is sort of obvious. Now let me give you a hard one. If you're going to sell Aaron Rodgers right now, knowing that you don't know anything, what are you going for? What are you looking for? Are you going to acquire him in any leagues? What What is your buying price? What is your selling price for Aaron Rodgers? I I am going for three guys, and I know that the production will not be equal. Okay? okay. I understand that. So write that down before you blow me up on Twitter, at DWZ Memphis, or, or, send a, uh, or, or send a strongly worded letter to the Dynasty Warzone headquarters. Remember this. I know I'm not getting even production point for point in my dynasty roster, but I'm going to go out and chase some it of those. It smells like Daniel Jones. Oh, you son of a bitch! You ruined it. You're, you're the guy who goes to the, the I comedy show. It. And, I saw it. I saw and, it in and, your and, face. And, 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 well, I had three guys actually. I had, I had okay. three guys. In, well, in well, a range. give me the Daniel Jones argument. D- Dan- Daniel Jones. Um, you know, here's the thing. If I told you that him and Aaron Rodgers are both one to two year experiments at this point. You know, I, it, yep, it would be, it, be right. the same. And, and so, so for me, I'd be looking Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones, and he's too far down the list, but like a Sam Darnold and some picks back or another player. Or I'm going to get younger. Is he far down the list, though? Here's the thing. It's gambling. Like, all, it, like, all these I, guys I are your, gambling. I want your opinion. I don't want Twitter's opinion on Sam Darnold. Mm. I want yours. Jerry, well, first of all, I don't give a shit about Twitter's opinion. <laughs> Attaboy. Go on to Because I, and... I know you damn well like Sam Darnold, and I'm guessing you are confident in taking Sam Darnold over Aaron Rodgers. In Dynasty, yes. In Seasonal, no. Okay. Like I said. Well, well yeah, but... But, but... but here's the thing. I don't go to Twitter for football advice. That's the equivalent of going to a strip club for medical advice. <laughs> I'm not doing that either. You, you go to places like the Dynasty War Zone for, for fantasy football advice. I like Sam Darnold. I know I'm gambling, but I know they picked up his fifth-year option. I know they passed over a really good quarterback in Justin Fields. I really believe that he will be an upgrade over Teddy Bridgewater. I know that Teddy Bridgewater was the QB 17 last year. Is he going to be a top-five QB like Aaron Rodgers was last year? Nope. Is he going to be a top-12 quarterback like Aaron Rodgers was in 2019? Maybe, but I can also possibly get some picks back. You know, Aaron Rodgers is super popular. And I, I don't mind reaching. You know, it's dynasty. We have these guys for their career. Baker Mayfield's a guy I would consider. Uh, again, See, I, he, think peop- I think people like Baker Mayfield more, though. So I, I, I think that would be tougher to trade. I, me, I think you and, could get Sam Darnold so damn easily. I think you could get and Sam Darnold in a first. I would give you Aaron Rodgers today. I would give you Aaron Rodgers in my 2022 second. And I say that because most of my rookie drafts are done. But I would give you Aaron Rodgers and a 2022 20, second, and I will take Sam Darnold and your 2022 20, first. 
hey, buddy, you're getting the upgrade. You're getting the MVP. Would you do but, Sam Darnold straight up? No. I, if it I, get, I, really? I wouldn't, have to, I wouldn't have to. No, that's not what I'm asking. I'm saying if it comes down to it, would you do it, though? Me personally, so here's what here's how I would handle that. That's a, a maybe to a yes, and here's what I would be doing. And I was going to do this at the end of the pod, but I'll go ahead and add it now. This is a classic reminder to make sure I, I have a burner account where all I follow is 32 beat writers for the NFL, 32 athletic writers for each NFL team, and each team's um, ESPN coordinates or correspondents. So I follow about 100 people. There's no fantasy content. There's nothing. It's just these reporters that report on these teams. And if I start hearing rumblings from a Rob Dimitriov, I think that's how you pronounce that, their beat reporter from ESPN, if I start hearing Aaron, Aaron Rodgers rumbling of retirement, and I think I can catch a league mate slipping, yeah, I will. Because what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to walk into 2021 and walk away with my junk in my hand. Because that, that is within the realm of possibility. If you don't think Aaron Rodgers could retire, you're not doing it right. So um, I'll, I'll throw it back to you. What are your concerns with Devontae Adams? I know a lot of services have him as a, you know, a top three wide receiver. We tend to lean a little bit younger and looking toward the future. I think I've got Devontae, based on being 28, will turn 29 in season. I think I've got him somewhere around seven. But what would you be doing with some of these guys? Selling them. I, I'm good. Listen, unless I am the man in a league, like in, in the Dynasty Warzone Listener League, I am a steamroller that is just crushing the competition. I'm a humble brag. No, that's not that's not humble. I'm not being humble. They 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 tried to steal it from me, and luckily I I won it out. But that so, team, so this that is team, like a a full blown Conor McGregor brag. Yes, want to make sure. Yes, and it makes me feel good because in the Patreon leagues I get peed on and it's horrible, and they they remind me of it. Um, but I, I, in most situations, unless you're that dude or that gal, and you're out there just dominating, why? I, I, honestly, this is, I mean, Michael Thomas is a little bit less so. He's a little bit younger. I, I sort of like the opportunity that he could get with either Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston because he got peppered when they were doing, you know, when they were in the game. Go ahead. Do you think you could get Michael Thomas plus for Devontae yeah, Adams? Absolutely. Would you take it? Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'd be trying to flip Michael Thomas for the most part, too. But, you know, it's here's the thing with Aaron Rodgers. I put you on the spot with the Sam Darnold thing because I know damn well in your heart you would take that trade. Now, I know you would try and get more because I know you and I know everyone out there would get more. But when it comes down to it in your heart, what I, I wanted the beginning, I wanted the inception of it. And yes, I would take Sam Darnold over Aaron Rodgers in just about every damn case. The dude turned 24. What's today? June 8th. We're recording this on Tuesday. He turned 24 on June 5th, three days ago. I I feel like we have to start treating quarterbacks, even in Superflex, like we do every other position. There's a handful of dudes. There's your Mahomes. There's your Josh Allen. There's your Dak. You know, guys that you can see. Feel- see, see, hold on, though. Hold on. Josh Allen wasn't one of those guys, though, until recently. So stuff can happen. Let's, hey, you know, listen, Sam Darnold's not about to run for 800 yards. Don't get me wrong. But Sam Darnold could also do what Ryan Tannehill did, you know, have that emergence post Adam Gase 
And he's not doing it at 29 years old. He's doing it at 24. So That's in fair. two years' time, we could have Sam Darnold as QB, I don't QB know, 12, nine. nine. Yeah, 12, QB yeah. 10. I mean, he'll be 26 years old, and if he can throw for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns, you think everyone's nipples in this whole community are not going to get hard for him? Absolutely they are. And Aaron Rodgers will be 41 years old and hosting Jeopardy. I hope not because I like watching Jeopardy. I'm one of the few people that actually do, and I don't want to look at that Green Bay Packer on my screen every time. But, yeah, no, he's – listen, bless I, your I, heart, Aaron Rodgers. Bless your heart, Devontae Adams. I thank you for the money. I thank you for the glory. I thank you for the text messages that I send to my friends to remind them that they are worse than me at this game. But that time has passed, my friends. This is a game of rebuilding and retooling, and the time for retooling with those type of guys is now. Yeah, I would wait for the, 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 you know, let's get past OTAs. The NFL goes on vacation pretty much collectively in the month of June. So most teams will be doing OTAs between now and next Monday. And you're going to see a lot of cool stuff on your social media. Let that die down. And then when no one's talking as much about the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, because everyone's kind of chilling, including your favorite Dynasty podcast, except us, because we're always here. And when, when, when they're chilling, you know, then in a couple of weeks, you start making those Devontae Adams conversations. You start having, if you do it right now, you're going to be obvious. You're going to look thirsty as hell. And they're going to see right through you, but if but but if you it's wait true. a little, if you wait a little bit, because right now, like I said, if, if if you if you just make these moves in a couple of weeks, uh, it'll look better. But while we're talking about Carolina and Sam Darnold, I want to talk about his teammate. You know what uh, Robbie Anderson did, Jerry? Oh boy, what did, what did, did Robbie he, do? Did did he make fun of their mascot? No, he didn't even know who it was. Sir Purr, Sir Purr, get out of here, Sir Purr, get out of here. <laughs> He, he did what I like to call millennial football player pouting. <laughs> and what he did was he removed all Panthers information from his social media. There have been talks of him wanting to trade and him being on the, the trade bait of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, this kind of feels imminent after the drafting of Terrace Marshall Jr. He's 28. He'll be 29. He's in the last year of his deal. This certainly feels financially motivated. And for me, from a dynasty standpoint, he's basically just a roster body. If he's on the care, if he's on the Carolina Panthers, he's going to be a wide receiver three. He's a guy that I don't mind having in a best ball. Like I'll talk about this tomorrow night with Josh Larkey. You know, I don't mind him in a best ball by week fill in. Robbie Anderson can certainly win you a week in fantasy football in the right matchup. But his absence from the roster, it would be a huge boost for the rest of these guys. The Panthers are already the second youngest roster. They're actually tied with the Vikings for the second youngest roster in the NFL. And Jerry, what what would the the removal of Robbie Anderson do for the rest of the dynasty pieces in Carolina? Yeah, I mean, big man. I mean, listen, Robbie Anderson had his career year last year, just shy of 1,100 yards. I think he had over 90 catches. So if that dude is absent. And you have a quarterback that can pass it a little better than Teddy Two Gloves, as we all assume would happen. I mean, Terrence Marshall's going to be in feast mode. CMC is going to get what he gets. DJ Moore is going to do what he gets. Yeah, of course it's good. And here's the thing about Robbie Anderson. Listen, it, it, I, I'm, Robbie I'm, I'm, Anderson. Yeah, like <laughs> you're you're Robbie Anderson, which you know you're good. 
you know, not not terrible, good, good, you know, wide receiver. But here's the thing. It, as soon as someone and you said it and which is why I'm going to bring it up. If I hear the words, I want him in a best ball or I'll take him in a best ball. That means I don't want him on my roster. I don't want to have to rely on him. Because if you have to rely on him, you are going to be disappointed more often than not. In a best ball, when he does good, he'll be good. That's fine. I I am not a best baller. I play Dynasty. And you know when Robbie Anderson does good? You know when he helps the best ball roster? When he's on my damn bench, not doing a freaking thing. So I'm good on that. That was a conversation that that I'll bring up tomorrow with Josh, but... I was having this. I know it was uh, Bobby Koch uh, at Wrecked Fantasy on Twitter. And f- for me, when I say someone's a, a best ball play, that means that player, whether it's a running back or most of the time I usually refer to a wide receiver as yeah. they're a best ball play, it is that it's they're going to have five or six really good games. I have no damn they're idea. They're Marvin Jones. I, I, I have no idea when they're going to be. And like Jerry said, it's like it's like dynasty or fantasy whack-a-mole. You really never know where they're going to pop up, and every time you do, it winds up being the worst-case scenario. So, but in a best ball where the computer automatically sets your roster, you know, based on the best players, Robbie Anderson might win you a week or two or three. But I don't want to be guessing which weeks those are going to be in, in leagues where I have to set my lineup. But for DJ Moore, for Terrace Marshall, this is one of those things. If people in your leagues aren't paying attention and you can get either one of these guys even at slightly below their current asking price i'm all over it rob uh, dj moore's 24 terrace marshall's like 21 22 you could have some nice four or five year assets on your dynasty roster and dj moore just doesn't get enough respect i'll say it every episode that we ever do he's one of the elite and that's the problem it's not sexy so so people don't do it but I'll say it every episode for the rest of time that DJ Moore deserves more credit and deserves to be in that upper echelon. Of Was that an intentional play of words? More yeah, credit? I try. Yeah, I try. Right. Jerry, Jerry the wordsmith. All right, a couple other bits of news we'll cover before we get out of here. Saquon Barkley. He reported to camp, which is awesome. Now, I think it's more of like a visual. Hey, guys, look at me. I'm here. But I know he's just getting treatment. But you still want to see these guys there. You know? You don't want to see superstars, especially guys... Let me ask you a quick question from a dynasty standpoint. Is there ever going to be a cheaper time in the near future where you can get Saquon Barkley at, you know, it just feels like he's as cheap as I can ever remember him. He was the original Kyle Pitts where he, he was, I think Kyle, the Messiah. Cause you know, Trevor Lawrence was the one Oh one in super flex leagues. It just kind of went without saying, Yep. but outside of the, throw the quarterbacks out for a second. Has there been anyone hotter than Saquon Barkley now that we have Kyle Pitts? Maybe. And uh, now let's flip that. Has there ever been a time where, like, there's less buzz and you have a better shot at getting them at, at a value? No. Not even close. Hey, listen. We say that Kyle Pitts has hype. But Saquon Barkley was, before I played in the NFL, I'm the 104 in your startup draft hype. He was the unanimous 101. I think Ryan McDowell tweeted out when that happened that he didn't see a single DLF draft that had him not go 101. That is just, I mean, it, he was a no-brainer decision. He was, you know, once in a generation sort of prospect. 
Is he worth that now? I've seen him go in the second of startups. Now, I'm not a person that loves running backs. Don't get me wrong. I still think that's a little bit crazy because the man's young, the man's good. And I mean, he's got killer quads, but that goes without saying. He was the uh, he was the uh, founding member of the quad squad. Yes. Yeah, I remember him before his, I almost said freshman year, before his rookie year, like pulling stuff going up the hills and everybody was getting all gaga over those. He was the guy for two years. If you played Dynasty for two years, from the time he, he finished his freshman season at Penn State, I had to hear about that guy for two years on Twitter. Yep. And you know what? His, his I started to say his freshman year, his rookie yeah, year in gotcha. the NFL, he lived up to the hype. And, True. And, then, and then he got hurt. And it's been so long since we've seen him on the field. I actually drafted him in the startup. I guess I, I bid on him and, and bought him. At a, at a great cost in our Patreon 11, the uh, the auction edition. I, I think I got a good value. I got him cheaper than Alvin Kamara. I got him in a very similar window to those guys. And, and he's going into year three, and he was an early ACL, and that matters. You know, we'll, we'll have a Dr. Kyle on to talk about some of the, the season-ending injuries from last year and, and kind of what we expect. He was tweeting out about Joe Burrow today. But, man, right now, Saquon Barkley, just based on the perception of his value that I'm seeing, I'm in, man. I'm looking to buy. And talk about we talked about with Derrick Henry. You know, you can't stack the box against Derrick Henry. Guys, think about what those receivers are going to do for Saquon Barkley. You brought in Kenny Galladay. You drafted uh, Kadarius Toney, who looks like a pretty interesting player in the videos and snippets I've seen. You still got Sterling Shepard. You still got Darius Slayton who can fly. You got Evan Ingram. They can spread Friday John you. Ross too. And John Ross, there's another guy who can fly. Again, this is a team, this is a guy who's going to see probably the lightest boxes of his career and we know he's a home run hitter. And I, I don't think you can go wrong with Saquon Barkley. I'm a little worried about the pass volume. Uh, I don't know that he'll ever get over 100 targets like he did with Eli Manning because Eli's a statue and Daniel Jones is a low-key Konami code quarterback. But, man, I am all over Saquon Barkley, and I want to talk about a couple more guys before we, we head off the air. Gus Edwards signed a new two-year, currently the, I think the highest-paid running back on the Ravens. You know, I, I think Gus Gus is going to be the thorn in the side of all of those J.K. Dobbins truthers, Jerry. Yeah. It, uh, I want you to listen to my voice, Randy. I was one of those people. I, I hear sadness, Jerry. I hear, yeah, I hear there's, sadness. And there's there sadness because I am not a super Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson. Good God, Jerry. What is wrong with you? Rumble, Gus, young man rumble. <laughs> Gus Edwards. Um, he got legit money. Like I, there, There is no way to beat around the bush. $5 million is not nothing for a running back. And he in, got in it. This and he back gets market. Hell yeah, that's, that's good what I'm money. saying. And he got work last year because Mark Ingram. Yeah, Mark Ingram was there. You know what Mark Ingram did last year? Nothing about what I did. He did about 150 yards more than I did last year for the Ravens. And I didn't even watch the Ravens, so that's not going to be helpful for you. And this dude is going to cut into J.K. Dobbins. It is going to piss me off. It's not going to piss Randy off too much. He was not a huge JK guy. It's going to piss off probably 70% of the people that are listening to this podcast. <sighs> I, I would love to tell you that it was a bad move and it's an overpay and that, you know, it's still going to be the JK Dobbins show. That's wrong. It's not the case. The NFL 
tells you what they need to tell you. We just need to listen to it. Even if you don't want to hear it, they will still tell you. And if they give this man two years for $10 million, Randy, ready for it? They're going to use him. They already were using him when he was cheap. Now they are committed to using him. They are going to use him. So, yeah, it, listen, I'm he's doing... cheap. The, 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 the love for him doesn't really exist. So he's a cheap buy, and he's a good get if you're a running back needy team. But, Randy, let me hear your take because I know you're not a Dobbins dude. Well, I, first of all, I was a Dobbins dude. Coming into the rookie Unti- season last year, pre-draft, yeah. he was my RB2. True. You put you put him in R, you put him in Miami. He's in the Acres JT. He's the Swift. He's in that conversation. Th- th- this is what sometimes situation does matter. You know, I, I just I didn't have time to pull carry because I, I I keep a website open when Jerry and I talk. It's the snap counts from last year, and last year Gus Edwards played about thirty five percent of the snaps in Baltimore, and J.K. Dobbins played about forty five percent of the snaps last year. Now. I don't see those numbers skewing much different. I think it'll probably be closer to like 40, 45 each. And this is a team with playoff aspirations. And Jerry, how do the Ravens win football games? Uh, they run the ball. They run the ball a lot. And here's the thing. Do you want to run one or both of these guys into the ground? No. You want to keep them somewhat fresh. You want to rotate carries so that when you get to the playoffs, you're able to do your modus operandi and do what you do. So for dynasty operators, it's going to be very difficult to count on either one of these guys to be a super high-end one. I see your face. You weren't ready for a modus operandi. No, look at this man dropping Latin on me like that. Okay, all right. I only, I see you I out only here. look like an uneducated swine. And speaking of guys who look like uneducated swines, let's talk Ben Roethlisberger for a minute. Let's, <laughs> let's talk what a segue. Ben. Good, good segue. Let's I'm talk really, Big Ben. I'm really good at this. Uh, Big Ben says that his elbow is back to stronger than ever. Uh, he's 18 months post-Tommy John surgery. He's never come right out and directly said that he had Tommy John surgery. For those listening that are unfamiliar, you can throw it in the Google machine, or it's a surgery named after uh, former professional baseball player Tommy John. It's where they basically replace a ligament in your elbow. And yes, I do believe it will be better, you know, 18 months away from surgery. But Jerry, do you remember all the things that I said about Julio Jones and being 32 and injuries not, you know, bouncing back? Yeah, you're you're going to disagree with that for this one? Uh, uh, no, uh, Julio Jones is a physical specimen. If there's an NFL player that co- closely resembles your body type, it is Big Ben Roethlisberger. And I, I guarantee you that Big Ben can't play a game of pickup hoops and, and, no. and bounce back the, the next day. But I do think this is good news for the for the guys in for the guys in you know Pittsburgh. I think it's great for Deontay Johnson. I think it's great for Chase Claypool, especially Chase Claypool. You know, he's the field stretcher. He's the yep. and if if but but again, 17 game season. Don't be surprised if they don't come out a little bit strong on the run, you know, and pick up the passes late because that's part of the reason why Tom Brady, you know, looks so well down the stretch. You know, they used to do this with Drew Brees. You know, they 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 they, they put like a restrictor plate or they governed 
the number of throws they made at certain times because that old arm, it's only got so many good throws left in him. Jerry, we've had a lot of baseball crossovers. You remember Kurt Schilling played for the Red Sox, the Phillies, the, the Diamondbacks? Bloody sock, he, yeah. He, he said that you know his fastball didn't go away when he got older. The difference is, is instead of having 30 or 40 of them a night, he had 12. And he had to be very prudent about when he broke out those 12. That's Big Ben. He's an older guy. So I, I think it's great for Deontay Johnson if they keep the ball short. He's a guy. He's a huge buy for me. Deontay Johnson has been one of my biggest guys uh, that I've been looking to put on rosters all season. Yeah, uh, he's not just talking either. I have looked at a lot of Randy trades. Me and Randy trade quite a bit, and uh, he's got the man everywhere. So that's definitely not a lie. But I, I want to talk a little, a little deeper. Down the road. You know me, I like to do the productive struggle a little bit. Not everyone is trying to win a championship in 2021, Randall. So let's talk to the other people. What the hell are you going to do with these wide receivers when Ben Roethlisberger is gone and we're trying to go into the camp battle next year and it's Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins? Because they're not drafting one because they're going to finish 26th, 27th pick in the draft. So you can't have a QB. Are they going to increase in value? I don't know that they are, which is why I am a little trepidatious. Well, good use back, of the word, podcast favorite. On those wide receivers. I, because I, gonna, because I do find love you. Ben. I, I want to find you because you know who's probably going to get cut next year? Derek Carr. You know who's going to be you know cut next year? Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, we were just talking about Matt Ryan. I'm, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to find a bridge quarterback. Okay. You know, it, it, any dynasty GM out there who thinks that it's the Dwayne Haskins show or the Mason Rudolph show, potentially they are Matt drunk. Ryan too. I mean, eventually, they, maybe not next year, but down the road, he, he not, could be a nice little bridge guy for them when they're old. It, it's Thanks. just one of those things. We talked about the salary cap going up; it's going from one eighty two to two hundred eight. No, I am not looking to find fired about Dwayne. So I will uh, throw it back to you. No, listen, I just, I, I wanted to see because it, it is something that could happen. And uh, as you know, do you, do you really tends think Mike Tomlin, do you really he's, think he's going to rebuild? Tomlin, no, I don't. Do, do you really think he's going to have a tough time finding a quarterback? No. Do you really think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to have a hard time finding someone like a Jimmy Garoppolo, like a Derek Carr? There's probably a couple other guys that, that I'm not thinking of right now that will be free agents. Uh, Mitch Trubisky. I know people hate Mitch Trubisky, but, you know, if he gets the chance, you know, he's going to learn the, the, the magic of Josh Allen. All right, so, so there, of, of, of those guys, hypothetically speaking, who would you prefer the most? Derek Carr, and it's not okay. close. He yeah, is the I, most underrated, disrespected quarterback in the NFL. I okay. know he wears eyeliner. I know he's a strange cat. I'm not wanting to hang out with him. I'm not inviting him over for a beer. I just need him to get the football to my fantasy wide receivers. That's all I need him to do. And you are fine with him with Deontay Johnson, I would assume. 100%. De Deontay Johnson more than anyone else. Well, yeah, absolutely. This is, this um, what, is what about Chase? The, what about Chase Claypool, then? You think he's conducive to him? Is, Chase he, is, is, is Chase Claypool on the precipice of being guy. a best ball play? No. He already is a best ball play. Okay. So, so here's how I would approach Chase Claypool if I had him. Look at his statistics over his last game. He was, I 
don't want to say he was Millie Vanilli, and he had a couple of hits, and then he got exposed. But he was not great down the stretch. 52 and, yards, 38 yards, 15 yes. yards, 54 yards, 54 yards, yeah. He, he, he's the kind of guy that if I'm playing you, which would never happen playing you because you're terrible. But if I was playing you and you were a huge, you, a you know, you, you, you know how they put like the projected score. And let's say yeah. you had like a mega roster and I'm, I'm, I'm like a 30 point dog. That's the kind of week I'm going to plug in Chase Claypool and maybe pull out a, a less of an upside play. Because I know that week I'm already a dog. And the only way that I have a shot of overcoming a team like yours, if it was really good, would be to your team to have a little bit of a struggle week and me to have a guy like Chase Claypool blow up against you where he has like three like three catches for 160 yards and two touchdowns. That's the kind of week that I think Chase Claypool is always going to have as a possibility. But all those yards and, and reception totals that you just mentioned, the 35, the 50s, the 60s, that's within the range of outcomes too. So he's let's a big talk about swing. Juju. Let's talk about Juju now, because I know you're not a big Juju guy. I'm not guy. 12. I don't play Fortnite. I don't give a shit about Juju. <laughs> okay, but he, he's my man's got Juju. value. No, stop. He's 24 years old. He's had a 1,400-yard season. He's got the potential to do some stuff in the league. See, I'm going to go – see, the problem is is people like you don't have him because you all hate him and you have already gotten rid of him. Do you think he would be better in a position with Derek Carr who's not – you know, he's he's sort of known to throw the ball around a little shorter than most or, or in free agency. He, he So a lot of these guys, like, and we'll just stick it to Juju, but, you know, again, the salary cap's going up. So the, the market will be more robust for those guys in 2022's free agency season. And, and the league continues to put a premium on the wide receiver position. So I, I could easily see you know Juju pl- plying his trade in other places. I think he's going to look back and regret not taking the the role in Kansas City. You know, in Kansas City would have you know Juju would have been a great fit in Kansas City. Yes, I mean, he would have. I mean, even if he had signed like a one or a two year deal, who's going to help you know inflate your value more, Ben Roethlisberger, or you know Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. You know, but you know, I think Juju. If you got him, hold him. I yeah. I'm not actually, oh, yeah. I, but but I think Juju is a guy that'll be on the move, and I'm not selling because I'm either going to sell Juju under one of two circumstances. Are you ready? Yep. Number one, he's playing well in season, and I can move him, and I can just cash out. Yes. I would love to have Juju balling a little bit, get four or five, six good games under his belt. I'll send you Juju in my second. I'll take your first all day, every day. Let's do that deal. Or I'm going to wait until Juju re-signs in free agency or makes a, a more of a long-term play. Maybe he winds up on a really good team. And, you know, we'll see. But I know my concern with Juju is that he feels like a one-hit wonder. And I've said this before, the NCAA continues to give us 15, 20, 25 really good wide receivers every year. How long before an NFL team is a cost-cutting measure just says, you know what, I'm going to take... I'm going to take Amari Rogers. I'm going to take Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm going to take the guy coming out of college in the third round who I can pay $850,000 as opposed to paying Juju two years, $20 million. A lot of people. And I think Juju for what he gives NFL teams versus what they can do from a, from a, a cash control standpoint, he just may get squeezed. I, I think that's fair. I, I think this is sort of a make or break year for him. Because, I mean, he I had the monster agree. year that I talked about. 
which is is very parallel to what Allen Robinson did. You know, like he had the big game and then he missed some time and then he struggled, but then he bounced back. We're we're at the time when Juju needs to bounce back, or he is definitely Braylon Edwards and he is a one hit wonder. Um, but what I got from this conversation is that Ben Roethlisberger is old. Uh, they are not going to want to have that man do crazy stuff, and Najee Harris is going to get pounded for the first half of the season. You know what I took away from it was I, I found an NFL comp for you physically and lifestyle wise. <laughs> if anyone loves Mexican food and Guinness as much as Jerry Sinclair, it's got to be Big Ben Roethlisberger. As Absolutely. a matter of fact, his beard gets a little unkept. You know, and look, you know, he he doesn't have the Yukon Jack anymore. You guys could, you know, you could be a stunt double maybe. So, I, I am going to have to grow about a half a foot because I am a dwarf. But other than you that, yeah. Crate. You can just stand on a milk crate. <laughs> we'll sell it. Totally. No, no, no one will know the difference. But, guys, thank you. Um, we are, like I said, we're getting back. We're, we've got some IDP guests lined up. The uh, Aussies, AJ and G, are going to do an IDP section with us. Uh, super excited for my conversation tomorrow night with Josh Larkey yep. of Player Profiler. Again, he's the guy who uh, he's called the maestro of the rankings and the projections. So, of course, I'm super stoked to talk about him, not only from a best ball standpoint, but what to expect in 2021. Because if we have a better idea of what a player is going to do in 2021, we have a better idea of what their value could do. And that's what we're looking for. So we're going to correlate some of this back to Dynasty. It'll be a great conversation with Josh. And uh, Jerry, it's been a great conversation with you. Yeah, look at us. Look at us being productive members of this community. But by the way, Hitt- hitting all bases. I, I want you to think on something. Okay. And I want all of you at home. This is your homework assignment until we meet again. I want you to think about this. Maybe I'll do a YouTube, a little little ten minute short on this. Okay. Yeah. Can you rebuild a team that ain't never won a goddamn thing? Because when <laughs> I, I, when like I you're think take, rebuild, like you're taking you, a what, shot at me. It's fine. What What are you rebuilding it to? What are you rebuilding it to? Now, if you won a championship or maybe you got second a couple of times and you just couldn't get over the hump and you want to blow it up, then you're rebuilding it because you've won money, you've built it. But if you're rebuilding a team that's never done shit, you're probably just cleaning up your own mess. Randy what you're doing. Adding, we need to come up with a word for it because Randy is out here changing the vernacular of the entire dynasty community. Am I wrong? No, you are not wrong. You are not wrong, which which is why which is my point. There needs to be a new word for it. If you if have you a pile are, of shit, if you have a pile of shit that's never done and you shit, take, you take what one you log away. What, you're not yeah. rebuilding it. You're just building it. You've lost you've lost the right to have the word re. This is a build. It's not a rebuild. It's just a build. Now, if you want to ship, you want even if you want to ship two years ago, and it's gradually deteriorated. Throw my hands up. If you've had success with a roster. That's a rebuild, but a pile of shit is still a pile of shit. Jerry, thank you so much, man. Always love talking to you, and uh, until next time. And there's going to be a lot of shows this week, by the way, guys. You had the FF Smackdown on Tuesday, the Warzone on Wednesday. You're going to have the Rookie Rundown on Thursday. Our buddy Dallas was back. I had some work stuff, and I couldn't jump on with him, so I couldn't upload it. I will upload that for you on Thursday. My conversation with Josh Larkey of Roto Underworld on Friday. Jerry, big week of shows. You're my bro. But until next time, that man's name is Jerry Sinclair. You can find him at Jerry Sin DWZ. My name is Memphis. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. And congratulations to Josh Dysinger and your spot in the Scott Fish Bowl number Woo! 11. 
And until next time, we're just here to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Howdy, Warzone listeners. My name is Mike Casper, and I wanted to share why I've been a Warzone Patreon going on two years. I've been a member of quite a few other fantasy football Patreons and never had a one-on-one connection like I do with the Warzone hosts. Memphis has called me to discuss team-specific and rookie draft strategies multiple times, and that's something I've just never experienced anywhere else. Uh, Memphis has also given podcasting advice on a regular basis and supports the individual Patreons in sharing their talents with the group. The group chat is always active. There's no group think there. People are honest and willing to share their opinions. And last, the Patreon leagues are fun and always active in trading. I know one league had over 20 trades in a 24-hour time period. So if that's something you're interested in, sign up for the Patreon. The price stays the same, but the perks be- being a Patreon keep rising. I'll see you there and look forward to welcoming you to the family. And this segment is brought to you by ViridianGlobal.com. And that is the official apparel provider of the Dynasty Warzone merch. We have our t-shirts over there. We have our dad hats. We have our Jerry NWO themed hats. We have hoodies. We have Raglan's baseball season just kicking off. A Raglan is a baseball shirt where the body of the shirt is white and the sleeves are different colors. We've got some, some tank tops. We have our new working harder than an ugly stripper t-shirt and so much more. This is the brainchild of myself and our graphics guru, Maddie, aka at Maddie Big Chest on Twitter. We have a ton of styles and you want to head over there and check everything out. You simply go to Viridian Global. That is V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N Global, ViridianGlobal.com. Search the Dynasty Warzone store and then you'll see all the t-shirts, hats, accessories, everything that we have available to you from a merch standpoint. They are a great sponsor and we recommend you check them out today. That is the group over at ViridianGlobal.com. Thanks for checking them out.